Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 22 of Non-Members Only. We are the number one internet audio show. No fact-checking allowed. Today, we talk about airplane etiquette, and Mike walks us through his anxiety-filled trip to Florida. We also have a couple no bad, no sad stories. That's basically it. So (laughs) let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Happy National Cereal Day. It's a great day. I love cereal. It's a great day to be alive. (laughs) Do you love cereal? I don't only because it's I eat it and then 20 minutes later I'm starving again. Like it's such empty calories. Yeah. And I can't drink milk. Well, I guess there's other milks, but yeah, I don't know. I use almond milk. What do you use? I figured. Yeah. I was going to guess oat milk actually, but no. why almond milk? Because that's what I get from Costco. I don't know. <laughs> There's not really any good reason <laughs> It's a for great it. deal at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can buy like a 12 pack. Oh man. Yeah. What kind of cereal do you eat? Recently, I've been eating a lot of honey bunches of oats. Okay. It's great with the granola. Yeah, right. What other cereals do I eat? I mean, I'll eat any cereal, but I'm not a fan but of you... like the super sweet ones. Like Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms and like tricks and fruit loops like i'm not the biggest fan of those i like the more um granola-esque ones yeah the the adult cereals yeah like i'll even eat raisin bran you know (laughs) yeah my kids well if you say you can have cereal they think it's such an exciting time they'll eat bran flakes (laughs) yeah that's the the most bland boring you're eating cardboard but (laughs) enjoy that (laughs) yeah yeah so you don't have like a, a favorite though, even growing up, like you didn't have a favorite cereal? Um, I always wanted to eat the really sugary stuff, but my parents never let me have it. So mm-hmm. I think if I could have, I would have totally enjoyed some Fruit Loops, maybe something chocolatey. Um, Cocoa Pebbles? My issue, that's too much. That's too far. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't understand, but okay. <laughs> yeah, so Fruit Loops is... is more like tropical tasting yeah and it's the sweetness is okay but it's on the brink fruity pebbles is so intense yeah i can't explain it it's just too much right it's like it's too dense of a sweetness explosion yeah my issue with lucky charms is um the 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 marshmallows are so sweet Mm -hmm. but the cereal is no taste at all. Right. They should have it like Honey Nut Cheerios sweetness level of the cereal and the marshmallows that they have. Right. That would definitely be better. Why nobody is up in arms about that, I don't understand. <laughs> People just tolerate <laughs> the other part of the Lucky Charms for the the marshmallows. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have to. You could, we could all band together and, and change that. I once One star. bought... <laughs> one star. I once bought for Christmas my sister Colleen like a five pound bag of just the marshmallows from Lucky Charms. No way. Yeah. Five pounds it of was, those marshmallows. It was a ridiculous nothing. amount and it was more of like a gag gift. Yeah. You know, I think she ate like a couple spoonfuls of that and then threw it out, but it was you can buy it. If you want it, it's out there. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. Are they the actual Lucky Charm marshmallows or just like a knockoff? It's a knockoff, but they're close enough. I'm asking yeah. the hard-hitting questions here. <laughs> yeah, they're on Amazon. <laughs> just look them up. A link in bio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel like we need to just jump right into the the uh, Florida trip that you and Sam went on. Okay. I you you do not seem thrilled. Do you want to just give a a quick backstory though why you went and then sure. and so then go into it. I bought this NFT 
um, non-fungible token. It's just digital art that gives you access to this restaurant, which is opening in 2023. Seems stupid, but it's valuable. You said New York City, right? In New York, yes. Yeah. So with this, they have like perks and events and stuff throughout this year to almost wait for us to, for the restaurant to open, right? And one of the events was a yacht yacht party in Miami. And in order to get a spot at this yacht, you had to submit a video um, explaining why you wanted to join them on the yacht and they picked the top 50 videos. Okay, so I got a spot. And the trip was this past weekend. So is that a good recap? Does that... Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like that covered everything. Okay. Yeah. Like I don't want to have to start explaining NFTs and stuff. <laughs> just to, just to get to. The- yeah, we can we can gloss over that because even if you explain <laughs> it, it's yeah. still not going to make sense. Right. So we flew out Thursday morning, and before we even get to Miami, I have some questions about like airplane etiquette. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you are in the middle seat, mm-hmm. what is the armrest rules? I really, I just go by situation. So if there's someone next to me that is very, um, like they seem like they really need the armrest, I just don't <laughs> use it. Okay. But if nobody's using it, I'll totally use both armrests. Okay. I feel what like- do you do? What do you think well, it is? I think that the people on the ends- Okay, so mm-hmm. the window seat and the aisle seat, they each get one armrest. And the guy in the middle needs to have both. He has the worst spot. Mm-hmm. They deserve the double armrest, in my opinion. Yeah, I could I could see that. I feel like that's fair. Yeah. So you were in the middle? Well, it's on the way back, I was. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a very large man sitting mm-hmm. to my right. And he wanted both armrests. So I'm like leaning over towards the window towards Sam mm-hmm. and his, and he has his you know his elbow keeps brushing against my body anytime he yeah. moves and mm-hmm. uh yeah and I was losing my mind a little bit but it made me think of this question like what is the proper protocol like you know where yeah I could I can see your argument there um but but the other thing is if he is that size he probably has to put more effort into not mm-hmm. using the armrest, then you have to put it into not using the armrest. You're using it out yeah. of comfort. He's using it out of I. My arm is like literally here, and I. In order for it to not be there, I have to hold it against my body in an awkward yeah. way. I'm assuming. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. That doesn't make it right. Right. Correct. Like they. I think you know. I don't know what the rule should be. But maybe it could be situational. <laughs> yeah. But on the way there, I tried a hack that I had seen somewhere online. And it was to buy like the two end seats. Mm-hmm. So I was traveling with Sam, two people. So I bought like the window seat and the aisle seat, hoping no one would sit in the middle. And then we would have that uh, whole Oh, I see what ourselves. you're saying. Mm, okay. Right. Because you, you're picking your seat. So I was like, well, no one's going to want to sit in the middle if they see that both ends are taken. There's other spaces yeah. that they could take. Yeah. And I was like, worst case scenario, you could ask the guy in the middle to swap with one of the other seats and they'll take it. I mean, it's a better seat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that worked. So if you're traveling with two people, try that. It's a, so you, someone did, someone did sit there? No, on the way there, we had all three seats. Oh, So my plan worked, but on the way back, we didn't have that luxury. There was, there was too many people on the plane. So yeah, I'm going to try that next time. Yeah. It's a good hack. Because like, you know, worst case, you just ask the person to switch and, you know, 
you can sit next to whoever yeah. you want to sit next to. Also on the way there, while we were doing this this hack, mm-hmm. I was sitting in the in the middle at some point because Sam and I were watching a movie together. Mm-hmm. And this guy, he was he was probably like early 20s, kept asking us if he could sit in the window seat. He he had an aisle seat in a different row. And he was uh-huh. walking up and down asking if he could sit in the, the window seat. And I was like, no, you can't. I was like, I'm going to sit there. <laughs> Both yeah, seats are mine. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and he just, he so there's no real point to the story, but he was asking like a bunch of people that. And I heard him complaining to his friends like after the flight, like no one would let me sit in the window seat, you know? And I was like, well, buy why a window seat feel, if you want a window yeah, seat. Yeah, why did, why did he feel so entitled that someone had to give up? their seat uh, i guess because there was no one sitting there at the moment that he saw me right, right that yeah, he that, thought what if they oh, were well, in the bathroom there's no one there then that's a free seat yeah that's so weird I don't, <laughs> I don't know when you travel like you just people's like vibe is out there you're yeah, interacting with a lot more strangers and it's just like yes. what what is going it's on overwhelming in the world you need to you need to um cleanse yourself with sage you have to get their energies off of you yeah i need that i need dd to come in here yeah, she can she can balance your chakras. I need that. Um, what else did I want to say about traveling? Oh, one more thing about traveling before we get to Miami. Mm-hmm. When we're in the plane, I'm always thinking like, how is it someone's job to fly this plane? Like, can you imagine that? Like, you right. are responsible Flying for all of these people. I can't even yeah. send an email to 40 people. Right. Yeah, you panic you know? about... Yeah, you must have another level of self-confidence or just... Com- yeah, confidence in your abilities. Or just not care about people. Maybe a little <laughs> bit of both. I don't know. Two. Yeah. I mean, they they have, it's all autopilot, so they only take off and land, but you're still having to, you know, field messages from the towers and, and things like that, adjust yeah, your course. Yeah, I just feel like it's such a, it's a stressful job, but you wouldn't, I feel like the pilots aren't, don't seem stressed. You know what I mean? Like as right. a passenger, I'm like, how are these guys not stressed nonstop? Yeah. <laughs> they could just, they could just turn this plane any second, you know, right. what is going on? I don't know. Yeah. I That's think, all. I it think, was just a thought I had. Yeah. I bet it's just so they do it so often, like even in their training that it just becomes mm-hmm. like driving a car. Right. Yeah. It's just something that blows my mind every time. I'm like, how is this someone's job? Like we are trusting yeah. another human with all of these lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is really wild. I just think there hasn't been a plane crash in a while. And this one will probably yeah. be it every time I get on a plane. <laughs> yes. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm just so used I, to thinking that way. I have that thought too. And if I don't listen to the emergency announcements, then the plane will crash. I have to listen. If someone's talking to me, I'm not listening. I have to pay attention to the emergency oxygen mask thing and everything. Yeah. I was in the emergency seat, like emergency row mm-hmm. on the way back. And that's too much responsibility. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't I'll know do what it to if do. I have to. Mm-hmm. I feel like your adrenaline would just kick in and you would be able to do it. I would but get it's flustered. It's still like a stressful. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could physically do something, but someone would need to tell me how to like do it. I wouldn't be able to read or think for myself. I, I could slam into something. No, oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> you got to pull it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how hard it is to pull. Do you ever pull a fire alarm? No. Don't you ever wonder what it feels like to how much force you need? That's that's my uh what's that called when you really 
impulse. I mm-hmm. have a strong impulse to pull like, them. Like, what if I just because, pull this? Yeah. Yeah, I just want to know what it feels like. Does it just flop right down? Do you have to really pull on it? There's got to be some resistance. <laughs> right. Yeah. Look at a fire I've, extinguisher I've, right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the same thing. Like, I've never had to use a fire extinguisher. And I'm always wondering, like, how hard do I have to, to push that? Yeah. And then I, I had to do it for every year for training at a job. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. I would always try and get out of it because they start a fire and you have to go up to the fire extinguisher and they're all slightly different, I feel like. And yeah. like you have to pull the pin and do all, whatever and then put out the fire. And it's not as easy as you would think because if you aim it too high, it like blows over and it like pushes the fire if you aim it too low, you're not, I don't know. Yeah. And everyone's watching you. I've never had to use one. So I've, have you had to do like a CPR training in, in front of people? No. I've done that. No. How's that? And they just watch you? Yeah. Like you're doing the c- chest compressions and everything. Oh man. Yeah. That's awkward. It's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let me let me get back on the rails here with the with the the Miami trip. Tell me about by going into it. What was your vibe like? Were you excited? Was Sam excited? Were you well rested? Well, we weren't very well rested, I would say, because the Airbnb sucked. Oh, and that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> so okay, it's overpriced, right? And the Airbnb was like. I don't know. The the AC unit thing didn't work well. It was very loud um, where we were. There's like people just blaring horns and partying. Mm. Like the thing is with Miami is guys will rent very expensive cars and just drive mm-hmm. them around in a block to pick up girls. Oh, and they're probably all loud and cars. They're very loud or they'll rev yeah. their engines. In the middle of the night, it'll be like 2 a.m. And oh my they'll God. be doing it. That would, you know? I, that would set me off. I hate, I hate that. Yeah. Oh man, I'm getting triggered. <laughs> we learned that the hard way. Like the first, the first night, we were like, we need to figure out a way to uh, at least minimize the noise. And our solution was just to like turn the AC fan on all the time so it doesn't turn off. So at least there's some white noise, which is yeah, better than like yeah. getting woken up by a, a revving engine or someone mm-hmm. blaring their horn. Yeah. And yeah, so that was a problem. So we weren't very like rested. We were definitely anxious about the whole thing Mm -hmm. going into it, but mainly because like, well, we didn't know if we were going to feel well just Mm -hmm. from traveling. Like I feel like I always feel kind of crappy and then not sleeping very well. Like you're not in your bed. Yeah. And Sam like had some anxiety because she gets like motion sickness pretty easily Mm -hmm. and you're on a boat. I mean, yeah, she it's a yacht, it's a pretty big boat. People, yeah, yeah, or have to like lay down, and you're trapped there for three hours. It's not like someone's right. gonna be like, "Oh, we'll pull over for you." It's not, yeah, that yeah. kind of situation. Yeah. So that was like our feeling leading up to it. I mean, for me, I've been on a couple boats, nothing this big, and I was motion sick like once, and it was because we were like in some really choppy water, mm-hmm. and I just remember like feeling really crappy. Yeah, but. We know we had our Dramamine <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> we took it, we get there. It was Saturday, Saturday around three, I think. And uh, yeah. And so the the boat is docked and there's a bunch of people waiting out there, get ready to get on. And mm-hmm. you could just see the boat like swaying pretty heavily in the water because where oh. it was, was like this narrow canal and mm-hmm. 
it was just like moving heavily because of other boats that were going through the canal. Yeah. And it was like another like 20, 25 minutes before we could even leave. So they were going to like get on, tell us the deal, have a few words, you know, hand mm-hmm. out drinks and then set set sail for a couple hours. Yeah. And when we got there, Sam was like, I can't sit on this boat for 30 minutes. Like she just wasn't. Yeah. You know, she she has like a medical condition where it makes mm-hmm. it worse. It just like exacerbates the situation. So she backed out. And mm-hmm. now I'm in the situation where I am. I'm like, I have to I can't not go on this boat. You know, right. You came all the way there to do this. Yes. And I'm dressed like a yacht boy and I'm Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like ready to go. So we made the decision together. Like it's probably best for you to just not go on, which was sad Mm -hmm. and upsetting because we were like ready to do this thing together. Yeah. And so I gave her the keys to the Airbnb and she went and uh i i got in line to get on this on this yacht did you feel like you fit in i bl- i blended in pretty well yeah mm-hmm. did people talk to you in line in the line yeah one girl talked to me um actually she talked to sam and i um when she approached us because she was like is this the thing for you know it was called fly fish club and we we're like yeah and then she introduced herself and we were talking so when sam left this other girl whose name is also sam um mm-hmm. was in line so I, I talked to her a for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, it was like, I, we knew each other for three seconds before. So yeah, <laughs> like we, we ended up talking on the boat. Well, okay. So we get on and the guys that are running this thing are there shaking everyone's hands, welcoming, welcoming them onto the yacht, um, thanking them for showing up and for, but we basically invested in their stuff with this NFT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they make us take our shoes off, which I was really annoyed about because I bought mm-hmm. boat shoes specifically oh, for <laughs> specifically for yeah. this event. And we were like talking beforehand, like, does this match the outfit? I, I had different ones that I bought and I ended up returning. So yeah, I was like annoyed right away. I was like, why did I buy these boat shoes? Yeah. If you're making everyone take their shoes off, you told us right. you can either have boat shoes or go barefoot. And I was like, well, I want boat shoes. So yeah. That's what I did. Anyway, took them off. Then they, you know, they're handing out champagne and I go and basically follow people into this yacht and I find a spot to kind of just like stand and hang out. And it was Mm -hmm. at the front of the boat. And I was like, this is the best place to be, in my opinion, because um, I can see everything and there's not anyone standing in my way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm sure I don't you know what like yachts typically look like but there's like these cushions that are throughout that people can sit on or lay on mm-hmm. and there's like a little couch area um at the downstairs part and yeah so i i sit there and i start talking to these two guys that were over there and everyone is very friendly like everyone's introducing themselves like we all know that no one knows each other because this is like only the people that have this nft can get on yeah. this boat and it's like there's not that many options and people traveled from way further than from jersey like people from canada people from scotland people from california so it was like a solid mix of people from all over the place and yeah uh of of course like one of the first guys i talked to ended up being lebanese which was blew my mind yeah and we were talking and you know most of the conversations are about crypto and nfts and everyone's just kind of like trying to get information from each other. Like, oh, what else are yeah. you in? Should I be in that? You know, yeah. and um, which is, you know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. You have any questions yet? 
Um, I feel like I'm just ranting. No, I like that people were very nice because I thought either it was going to be like that or they were going to be like um, too rich, too good for everyone else type vibes. I think some people were like that, but most Mm -hmm. people weren't. I would say most people were like me and just kind of... Mm -hmm. Just curious, like, why not go on a yacht and see Yeah, I I would say there maybe were just are crypto enthusiasts that were like, you know, I'm going to get this with the Ethereum they've been accumulating over the past five years. You know, it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not like uh, they're all millionaires, you know, but there are some people that like, I was like, this guy's very wealthy. Like you can tell that he's, he, he has his stuff together. So did you, um, so after, after you got on, they handed out champagne and stuff, you still had two hours left. What did they do? We had, we had more than two hours. We had way more than two hours. Like we were docked for maybe like, yeah. The boat just went around. We were there for maybe docked for like 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they, they did like a little mini speech. They were like, all right, like we're ready to go. Thank you everyone for being here, blah, blah, blah. And Mm -hmm. yeah. And then they literally just went into, I don't know where, you know, we circled a, a bunch of islands. Oh, that's cool. Not islands, like peninsulas more than islands because mm-hmm. that's just the way it's laid out over there. Yeah. I mean, that's basically it. They just went out for hours and at one point they stationed the, you know, they anchored, I don't know what the <laughs> the <laughs> nautical terms are. They anchored <laughs> in uh, <laughs> some random place. And that's when I sent you I sent you a picture of like the guys like standing up. Right. Okay. That's making sense now. Yeah. Were people swimming? No, it wasn't that kind of yacht thing. It was like champagne caviar. Okay. And don't jump off the boat. Don't jump off the boat. It was like very like, I wouldn't say fancy, but I mean, Mm -hmm. they must have spent thousands on caviar. I don't know how much caviar is, but I hear it's very expensive. It sounds expensive. And I tried it for the first time because I was like, when am I going to have this opportunity Yeah, to try this? Yeah. And they, you know, they have like a chef in there, like making these like little hors d'oeuvres to hand out. Yeah. But what did it taste like? It's just like salty. Oh, have you ever like had anchovies? like boba tea? Yeah. You know, those like tapioca balls they have mm-hmm. that consistency, but like salty. <laughs> oh yeah. People like it. I mean, it really wasn't that bad. It tasted fine. Okay. And they would have them on these like mini pancakes. I don't think that they were actually pancakes, but that's what they looked like to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) On my Instagram story, I don't know if you saw it, but I posted like Mm -mm. a video of me eating one with one of the chefs. That's going to be for the the restaurant. And yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I have a question about caviar. Why is it so uh, sought after? Like, why is it at a fancy thing you have caviar if it's not like really good? I don't know. I mean, I think it's one of those like things where it's like, oh, it's an acquired like fancy palate taste. Okay. You know, it's like oh. th- I was like, I just yeah. want chicken fingers. Like, can you guys bring Mashed me the nuggets? Potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just French want fries. some chicken nuggets on the toothpick. Yeah. You know? Did you ever see Below Deck, that show, reality show? No, but I know what it is. That's like the where it's like about the crew that works the yachts. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I was curious. So there was this one episode, a really old one, where it was this this young, I don't know, maybe like thirty two year old, million or billionaire, I don't know. And he would he teaches people how to invest, but it seemed 
so like scammy. And he mm. came on the boat with like his crew of five guys, maybe in their 20s, and they sat at their laptops the whole time and were like really douchey. And when they went to give the tip at the end, um, and you know, they're waiting on these people, like even right. though they're being douchey. And when they he went to give the tip at the end, he held out this huge wad of cash and he's like, but I felt like this could have been better and so-and-so wasn't that great. And he took out like $20,000 and uh, handed them back like this horrible. So, so I, when you were telling me about this, I was like, oh, I hope that these people that are organizing this aren't like that. No, I, it seemed like they were giving more than I was expecting. It was it was yeah. mostly caviar like related foods. Like it would be like mm-hmm. this potato thing but with caviar on it and this pancake <laughs> yeah. thing but with caviar on it. They had like lobster rolls but with mm-hmm. caviar on the lobster roll. What? So be I a, am so confused about this caviar. It would be like a lobster roll and then caviar sprinkled on top. They must have bought it at Costco in bulk. <laughs> Well, these, you know, these guys are like restaurant people, like they own restaurants. And so they probably do get like a good deal on it, but they're not messing yeah. around like they, and you know, like usually with these kind of events, like the food dries up after a certain point and they stop coming mm-hmm. around with the, the alcohol and whatever. But mm-hmm. that was not like that. Like I had to turn people away maybe like 15, 20 times. Like, no, I don't want any more. Wow. Know? And you were full. No, I wasn't full. I just didn't want caviar. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. But, you know, a lot of people were loving it. And yeah, I was just drinking water and talking to people. Oh, man, I would have gotten sloshed. If there was champagne being passed around. (laughs) Yeah, just and especially if I was with Dan, he would eat all the food like till his stomach hurt. Yeah. And I would drink all the champagne and we would be a mess. Right. And and that's the other (laughs) thing is like, I didn't want my stomach to hurt. Right. Because like, okay, so the one of the things that I tried had like a little bit of like, I don't know what it was, like not cheese, but like some cream, definitely Ooh, heavy iffy. milk based yeah, <laughs> thing on yeah. the, on it. Like a little, like a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and I had that and I was fine, but I was like nervous. I was like, that, that could have killed me, you know? Yeah. I was like, I have yeah. to try this because it's here and yeah. But okay, so let's get to some some other parts that aren't so happy. Mm-hmm. So as I said before, like those, I was sitting on like one of those mats. Mm-hmm. Those mats are dry. Okay, like right, I, I, like you the can, cushion, the sofa cushion things. Yes, they're dry. However, I sat in one, and then next thing I knew, my butt was soaked. Like you felt it while you were sitting, or when you stood up. At some point, I was like, this, my butt feels really wet. And I was like, I don't know what is going on. So I like, I like stood up and I was like, okay, this wasn't wet before. Why is this wet all of a sudden? I don't think it was. I think, well, I think underneath it was wet. Oh yeah. So you had to like sit all the way down for it to really soak in, soak in. And you can't tell that you're getting wet when the wind is like, you're cruising in this yacht and Mm -hmm. the wind is just blowing at you. You really can't notice. Yeah. And there was a a girl sitting to my right who's also got, she was wearing a dress and her Mm -hmm. whole like dress was soaked. Oh no. Well, at least you weren't the only one. Yeah. But it was just like me and her, like, uh, I was like, is my butt wet? And she's like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Like (laughs) awesome. You know? And that's when I I sent you a picture of it because I was like, how is this happening? Yeah. What are the odds? I, 
I was wheezing, laughing. <laughs> like, I didn't know, but I didn't know your mood, like how you felt about it. So I didn't, I didn't know what to do, but it was the funniest thing. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> I told Dan about it. And, but I'm like, oh shoot, what if he's like legit upset about it? Well, I was, I was not so much, it was like more like I didn't want other people to think I peed myself. Right. <laughs> so it was like, I'm not upset that my pants are wet so much as like, I don't want other people to think that this is not like I did something, you know? Right, right. Like you had too much champagne. Yeah, and I just, just you know what, I'm just going to pee, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what I did was like I just stood up and because of where I was on the boat, like I just turned around and mm-hmm. faced the other direction. So like my butt was facing the front of the boat. Yeah. And my pants luckily dried pretty fast. Oh, good. But yeah, like... They looked like they were going to take a while to dry. Well, I, my underwear was still wet, but my pants on the surface. Oh, okay. <laughs> my my pants ended up getting dry dry enough where you couldn't tell. Let me put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And that definitely like made me feel better. Right. But like the you know the guys I was talking to, they were like, I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. This don't sit over there. <laughs> like I didn't. Yeah. I don't know if they believed me that the seat made me made it wet, or if like they thought I peed myself. But like, what am I gonna do? You know. And you're just trying to cover it up, like, yeah, those seats over yeah, there. Yeah, I was like, don't man, sit over there. Are... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, don't sit <laughs> over there. Like they think, oh, he's just telling us not to because he just pissed over there and yeah. he doesn't want us to sit in it. Yeah, and I was like, of course this would happen to me. Like no one yeah. else on the boat has wet pants except me mm-hmm. yeah did you check everyone to see if their pants were wet i was not looking i was mm-hmm. more concerned about drying mine so i kept like reaching yeah. back there and kind of like squeezing them a little bit <laughs> <laughs> to wring them out <laughs> to wring them out <laughs> it just yeah it was a mess <laughs> but uh, my but also like when that happened i was like i need to send a picture to Erin because i was like she mm-hmm. will think this is funny in the moment, I was like, this is terrible. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. But I still found the humor in the situation. I was like, of course, I'm on this yeah. yacht with people that you're like, you know, you're trying to impress in a way. Like you're trying to be mm-hmm. like the best version of yourself. And then your your yeah. pants are wet. You're at least trying not to make a scene. Yeah. You just want to be like a regular person. Just blend in. Yeah. Have a good time. And that's it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that you thought of my need for a laugh in that moment and you sent me that (laughs) yeah that was definitely like a low point of the right of that little yacht trip the other thing that really bothered me was they said that they were going to do like the top 10 they were going to announce like the top 10 videos that were Mm -hmm. submitted and uh they were going through and i was like for sure i'm going to be on this list yeah and i wouldn't just be saying that like i'm not saying that to be cocky like i saw the other videos and they were just weren't to the same level like oh they were showing each one they weren't showing them but they were talking about them and a Mm -hmm. lot of people posted theirs on social media and like used the hashtag so you can search the hashtag and find other people's submissions but i emailed mine to them I didn't mm-hmm. post it on social because it just didn't fit with like what I currently post. It just didn't make sense. Right. So they, you know, and no hate to the other people. Like it was just mm-hmm. they, their videos were just them talking in front of a camera or like doing something very silly. And like I edited mine. I put us, you know, green screen. Yeah. There's a, a, a lot of effort put in. Didn't I was like they were at the top three. I was like, for sure, my mine's going to be in there, you know, at least. The yeah. third. And no, nothing. You know what I bet they did? I bet. 
when they had to choose them, like who would get on the boat, obviously they saw yours. Like they were looking at the ones emailed and the ones tagged on social. But I bet they like forgot about that. So when they were like, oh, we got to pick the top 10, they just went on Twitter on the hashtag and and just chose 10 from there. Yeah, I I think that's what happened. But that doesn't mean I can't be upset about it. I'd still I still would be too. But yeah, I was like, because yeah, I just want my my stuff to be acknowledged. I feel like any creator or of any sort just wants their stuff to be acknowledged. And I know it was I didn't put it out there publicly. But like, if you're looking at all of those videos, I want you to be like, that was a good video. Yeah, you want to feel like some sense of validation. You put in the effort. Yes. And that that really bothered me. And it actually still bothers me. I'm like, oh, no, I think you should because those people that got like were were getting like gift stuff like they were like oh we're gonna mail you some like a package or something and i'm like well i want a package yeah (laughs) i was like i'd want a package i was like my my video is good (laughs) you know yeah but you know what are you gonna do in that situation like i'm not gonna go like complain to the people well one star right but they're nice people it's just that yeah my favorite video that i saw online was by this guy named Ross and he's from Scotland and in his video he like took a paddle boat out into the his little lake over there and was paddling and like talking and I just thought it was like he put in some real effort you know in making yeah. that video and, and um, his got chosen his was chosen I think it was like one of the top three and yeah. I was happy for him because I ended up talking to him later in the evening and he's like super nice guy so, yeah, is there anything else? And you you have any more questions about the yacht? Because like, there's a whole dinner part of this as well that I, I can get into. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you had all that food and then there was more food? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't really like a real meal that you were eating on the boat. It was more of like hors d'oeuvres and they were all caviar. Oh, but dinner, you after the... Oh, okay. So after you got off of the boat, yes, there, there was, was a, more with this crew. Yes. So after the the yacht, there was maybe two or three hours. And then like later that night, they rented out a restaurant in South Beach, Miami. You know, they're friends with the chef there or something. Mm-hmm. It's an Italian place. And there was like, okay, there's going to be a dinner. And what we thought, and I think what a lot of people thought was when you say dinner, like there's going to be, you're sitting down and eating right? That's what you would expect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We get there and it's not that it's, um, there's like stations for food, more buffet style. They had like a charcuterie thing. They had like a pizza station. They had like a, one of those pasta things where it was like, just like a block of cheese and the pasta was in the block of cheese that you could like pick up. Oh, okay. It was all dairy and we couldn't eat a single thing that was over there. As soon as you said Italian, I was like, oh no, dairy cheese. So we still went and we wanted to go just to get our money's worth of like whatever, you know, yeah. we were doing there. And really, that's when I talked to that that guy, the Scott, Scottish guy. Mm-hmm. But that was really the highlight of the thing was like just talking to the to the people that I met. The food was like, I couldn't eat any of it. I'm sure it was great. Yeah. <laughs> but Sam could actually go to that with you. So that was yeah, good. Yeah, Sam went with me to that which was nice because I didn't have to do all the talking yeah it's different when you have like a co-pilot like when you got it is like someone to to like take some of the questions or you know it's just it's just mm-hmm. different yeah your brain can have like a little 
break between like when they're talking mm-hmm. you can be like oh okay yeah cool yeah did sam eat anything no i think she ate a breadstick oh man so you guys couldn't even get your money's worth yeah. out of the food yeah so we ended up like getting food later mm-hmm. we left after we left but yeah overall i would say it was pretty good mm-hmm. i don't know and then the yeah and then the pants. <laughs> yeah, the pants was just like bad luck. It literally seems like from a sitcom. Like that's just like a yeah. You can't it write wasn't, that. It wasn't, and and I don't think you explained. Like it wasn't a little bit of wetness. Like no, it was a lot. It looked like yes. you dipped your butt in a bucket of water. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and the what the other thing is like I don't know how I didn't notice earlier. Like you would think right. I would be like, oh, my butt's getting wet right now. Well, because if the if the temperature of the water is similar to your skin, you're not going to feel it. Right. And I I thought also like because of the wind, like I was literally the front like of the boat. Mm-hmm. And so I'm getting the brunt of the wind, which is nice because it was hot. Mm-hmm. But it also like I just couldn't feel. Right. Couldn't feel it. Oh, man. Well, so what uh, the whole the whole ordeal Miami trip as a whole. How many stars? Uh, well, their event was good. Um, mm-hmm. but if I were to take like my whole experience, not, not just their event, but like take in the crappy Airbnb, the flights, the, mm-hmm. there's something else I forgot to mention. Like I, I told, I think last episode I said like, oh, I have two friends in Miami that like I see every time I go there. Yeah. Like I saw them for maybe like one hour, which was really, really? annoying. Yeah. Is this like in your core group of friends? No, no, no. These are like random dudes I met. Oh, okay. And like years ago, whatever. So I would say as a whole maybe like six out of 10. Okay. Trip. That's not, yeah, that's not too bad. I think um, it would have been better if Sam was on the boat with me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think if you could have eaten the food at the dinner, that would have been nice too. Yes. But that's not their fault. <laughs> right. That's not their fault. What else is there to say about that? Did you use the bathroom on the boat? I didn't. I should have just to see it. Yeah. But I didn't. Missed opportunity. They did give us hats. I have some hats. I took two extra ones. So, you know, get at me. Yeah. (laughs) I won't complain about something else. This is just therapy at this point for me. I don't tweet often and I don't post stuff on like stories often, but I was like, Mm -hmm. I should tweet something just to kind of be in like that space. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. the, the, you hear the term web three and crypto and all that stuff, like the NFT stuff. There's a lot of like, money to be made there and just by being like just by existing in that space like all you have to do is just participate and that those opportunities will come to you and that's something i learned actually on this boat was like how people are just like maneuvering throughout this space and how they're making money or how they're creating businesses with that stuff is that because if they're involved in with like a a group then they attain like that knowledge that that group has or you, they get legit opportunities from the people it's a little bit of both did were you were all the other people there like established on twitter like no. they had a bunch no no not everyone Jeez. i think i think i had more than most um mm-hmm. and i don't have a lot i have like 200 something yeah and a lot of people that's were asking really about like my pizza hoodie because that's like when you go on my social like that's what you see yeah so 
that was like a funny conversation starter. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But I don't know. Maybe they had something against maybe, you. Maybe that's what it is. I never heard of Web3, by the way. You haven't? No. Yeah, so do you want me to explain it? <laughs> I'm not sure. Your okay. hesitation it's made just, me second It's just guess. basically like crypto decentralization. I don't really want to get into it too much. I think what we okay. should do, though, is have like one of the people I talk to that, that has like a following on this podcast. I think it would be interesting to have yeah. someone like that that really understands the stuff where they can explain it yeah i think but, that would be fun yeah i don't know if fun is the word but it's not fun but it'll be educational educational yeah yeah i think it's important to to at least know what it is you don't necessarily have to be involved in it if you think it's a scam but it's like you should at least know it exists and that people are making money yeah like i see all these people making money like unfathomable fathomable amounts of money, but it doesn't uh, seem attainable. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't know how to word it, but it's like you have to be in the know of something. You have to know about something that there isn't even information about that you can know. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's, you can go buy NFTs and bit and, and, and crypto all you want, but that doesn't mean that it's going to make you money. Yeah. I agree with that. I was actually curious about the the one guy I was talking to, the Scottish guy. I was like, what got you like into NFTs? Because that's like a weird thing to just get into. And yeah. Sam and I were talking to him for a while and that question just came up. And he said one of his friends at home got something for free, like an NFT for free. Um, he was on like a white list, which means you can get it before other people can get it. And mm-hmm. uh, like a week and a half later, he sold it for $200,000. And he yeah, was like, yeah, it just, he was like, I don't get it. Since that moment, I was like, I need to know what yeah. is going on. And the thing is, you don't have to get it. You really don't. But, you just but have to like, understand that people are, there's a demand for this thing, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. And how can you take advantage of that? Right. But the how can you take advantage of that part is very wishy-washy. To me. Well, that's why most people aren't making money. Yeah. Like you could buy something. It's all a guess, I guess. Yeah. Educational guess. A lot of people are, a lot of people do do a lot of research. The only reason I bought like this fly fish club one was because of Gary Vaynerchuk, mm-hmm. who was actually supposed to be on this yacht apparently. And he wasn't. Oh, one star. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know for sure if he was going to, but then once we got there, they were like, he was supposed to be here. Something came up with his family. He couldn't be here. Could have been a lie, uh, but he's, yeah. he's like one of the, the guys that's a part of this thing. So, oh, okay. So that's my, uh, I don't know. I don't want to keep ranting about crypto and NFTs. I feel like it's boring. The, the fun stuff is my... The wet butt on the yacht. Yeah, that's the fun stuff. My pain. I Yeah, I just want to like skip the uh, learning about the NFTs. Mm-hmm. And I just want to make money. <laughs> I think everyone wants to do that. I want to do that. I haven't made a single dollar. Yeah. You only make money when you sell. Right. And I don't know when to sell. That's the problem. Yeah, it's just too much for me. Well, how about this? Next time I see something that I think is like really worth it, I'll help you buy mm-hmm. one. Okay. And it'll be a fun experiment. Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to do this question? Yeah, we have an audience question, right? Yeah. So Darlene asked us, we'll ask you, how do you prevent your glasses from fogging up while running in all forms of weather? The answer to that is you don't. So if you're, if it's, if it's humid, your glasses are going to fog up and then I just don't wear glasses or, or sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just... You know, don't see. Just deal with the fog. 
Although some people yeah. do have, uh, they spray something on their glasses. It's like anti-fog or something. So there is stuff you can do. I'm just too lazy. Yeah, I've used that stuff when um, snorkeling. They have like this anti-fog mm, yeah. spray. Yeah. It's the same thing for like wearing a mask. Like my glasses always fog up when I'm wearing yeah. a mask. Yeah. Like, cause you have to wear it on the airplane and I'm like sweating. Then you get on the plane and I, then I can't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really you end annoying. Up taking them off. So sorry, Darlene. I'm sure that wasn't what you wanted to hear, but that's Aaron's <laughs> Intel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the question. <laughs> I feel like we should move on to no bad, no sad. What do you think? Okay. Yeah. No bad, no sad. The first story we have, U.S. approves new headlights that won't blind oncoming drivers. Well, thank goodness. We need this. Yeah, but can you see well? So, before we get there, I, I don't know, do other people have this problem? Like, I feel like when there's an oncoming car, right, and it's mm-hmm. dark, I literally can't see anything. Like, yeah. I'm just, like, I... holding the steering wheel and, like, hoping that <laughs> the road stays where it is. For like a solid I, few seconds. I think um, some people are more sensitive to it. I am as well. I tend to look at the white line on the side of the road if there is one or just the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like stay there. But yeah, I'm always blinded. I hate driving at night because of that. Yeah. But I feel like if they have uh, if they have lights that won't blind you, then how is the driver seeing? So this is what it says. It says... The U.S. highway safety regulators are about to allow new high-tech headlights that can automatically tailor beams so they focus on dark areas of the road and don't create glare for oncoming drivers. Oh, okay. Yeah, bring it on. That's So adaptive driving beam headlights is what they're calling it. I like that. I like it too. We need this. And all tractor trailers should have those. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like the roads that don't have um, like streetlights which I'm Mm -hmm. sure you have a lot of in your town. Yeah. We have plenty of that. I I literally, if there's another car, I can't see anything. I'm just holding my breath. Yeah. Hoping a deer doesn't shoot out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The second story we have is, for 40 years, a man convinced people that a giant penguin lived in Florida. So there's this this guy who would wear these 30-pound, three-toed shoes and stomp around the beach at night just to Make trick people to into yeah just to show like footprints and trick people into thinking that there was something like some animal creating these and people believed it he did it for 40 years so since so i feel like this is an old story but this article was published february 17th because it says like one morning in 1948 this guy started oh. doing this and 1948 like there was no technology no internet <laughs> these guys you know true, they true. saw something they thought how, it was real yeah i could see how he got away with that yeah so he did it for 40 years and then one day he just like revealed that he was stomping around and he was like like uh the known prankster he was like it was me guys i bet no one believed it this whole time and he just thought that he tricked everybody and they're just like okay dave yep <laughs> you got us yeah yeah, the footprints led people to believe there was a giant 15-foot penguin roaming their lands. Like, that's hilarious. Yeah. I just can't imagine, like, seeing a man wearing these shoes just waltzing around. And that's dedication. A, it like, really he's is. stuck with that, you know? There's something yeah. to be admired about that. Yeah. 
Yep. They, he was like in a news article, like they, well, not him, but like the footprints were, you know, they took pictures <laughs> of the footprints, put it in like the newspaper, like, oh, there's something giant. Thought it was a sea monster. Yeah. That's funny. All right. I guess that's all we have for today, right? Yeah. I hope that was a little better than the last one because that last one was really bad. (laughs) (laughs) I think we cut it up enough where it seemed like it was pretty good, but... Oh, did it? Okay, good. Because I was really... I mean, I'm struggling. Our energy was not there. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whatever else has a five-star review. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Bye. Bye. Wow.